0: The dynamics uh, have changed ever since uh, uh, Jacoby got involved in this.
1: How so? I've, what?
0: I've turned, I've turned from uh, for from being the uh, uh, the funny guy uh, to being the uh, to being the the bad guy. Yeah, you've really turned heel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is, right? I'm yeah. the wrestler who's uh, all of a sudden been told, uh, "Hey, You're bad, uh, your shtick isn't working anymore. You got to be." You gotta be. You the gotta up game. your game. You got... We're turning you to a heel, <laughs> the one that everybody hates.
1: We don't hate you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> See, so, uh, so, I, if 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 this is the way that uh, if this is the way that the game's gonna be played, I got I gotta <laughs> lean into it. <laughs>
1: I didn't know we we're gonna have
2: luchador references i want you to wear a luchador mask next time we record yeah.
0: there, that's not heel i'm talking like iron chic type heel All right. that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna bring the iron Sheik back yeah
2: i'm not falling into this rabbit hole no he's gonna be like I'm gonna to talk to you about right, right.
1: Like, for why haven't we finished we this? Yelling.
0: Who's so yelling? I, my I didn't yell last time,
2: and we didn't record. I don't have to pick up my kids this
0: time.
1: Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Do you, Is anyone picking up your kids, or are you make them walk home?
0: Now we're just getting new kids. So, what was great about the Iron Sheik and uh, uh, Hulkamania during that time was uh, I fell down, this,
1: down the I found on the fell down the rabbit hole. This then, was I'm sorry. the
0: uh, hard. This was the this was the time in the '80s, right? When uh, it was all uh, go America, red, white, and blue. Eat your vitamins. Uh-huh. Oh, be good. Uh-huh. Be good kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so but we needed. But Russia that was the evil. Well, Russia, they Russia also had evil. Boris. Uh, there was the the Russian. Uh, there was a Russian tag teams. Yeah, they came out with the big fuzzy hats.
1: Are there fights on YouTube? I'd like to know. Oh, I'd like sure our viewers is. to know. I'm sure there is.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, uh so then you had uh uh Hulkamania going on. And then that's also when you got Hulkamania uh he got his um his theme song, which is an amazing theme song. Are
1: you going to sing a little of the ditty for us?
0: No, 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 no. It's probably copyrighted. But if you uh if you YouTube uh uh Hulk Hogan's theme song, I am a real American. Uh-huh. It, it is amazing. is it
1: really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Can somebody say hello, internet, so I know what's happening?
0: Hello, internet. Wow. This is the uncultured saints. I'm Pastor Eli Leitzow out of uh, Wheat Ridge, Colorado. Wheat Ridge Evangelical Lutheran Church here in Wheat Ridge. Wait, I already said it, Wheat Ridge, Colorado, right? And with me is who's first? Not it. Oh, Not
1: it. Well, I'm Erica Jacoby. I'm the executive director of higher things. Um, I'm just, I just like to tune in and just, you know, when you, um, you drive on the road and you see a crash and you kind of rubberneck, that's why I'm here. I don't know that I contribute a whole lot more than that, but, um, but anyway, I'm, I'm, um, yeah i'm um, i don't know why they invited me but i'm the executive director of higher things and i'm happy to be here again for i'm not sure what we're talking about I, i'm starting to get a clue but yeah
2: i'm pastor goodman and uh, also, yeah, also with me. me is. i'm talking right now and you're interrupting <laughs> stop i'm public speaking stop public interrupting me i'm i'm pastor goodman from mount calvary lutheran church in san antonio texas and uh, we're going to talk about Leviticus. We're going to talk about the Day of Atonement. We're going to talk about uh, a scapegoat. But by we, uh, Pastor Leeds, is going to be leading this. So I'm just going to give him a hard time all the way through and make sure there's plenty of car crash to look at. No, he's yep. texting. That's our job. That's
0: our Hold job. on, I'm finishing a text. Yeah, yeah. You said I
1: would like it. to take. I would like to take this time <laughs> to point out that we are with Pastor Harrison Goodman, not. Pastor Harrison, just for the yeah, the folks lower your at home.
2: Expectations.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Right. Right. Yep. All right. So, uh, but no. Last time uh, we were going to uh, we were going to try and get through all of uh, the the atonement. Right. Uh, we were going to try and get through uh, the day of atonement. Excuse me, in Leviticus 16. And what I realized was. Uh, There is so much, for lack of a better term, baggage. There's so much stuff that has to be talked about uh, in order to get up to the Day of Atonement. Uh, You have to talk about the tabernacle. You have to talk about sacrificial system. You have to talk about the reasons why God actually set all of this stuff up. Um, That by the time you get to the Day of Atonement, uh, it's already 45 minutes and I got to pick up my kids and so I just end it really abruptly, right? Mm-hmm. I remember He that. literally
1: ran out of the room we saw him.
0: That wasn't even for personal
2: reasons.
1: Mm-mm. No,
0: it's good I love my kids and I don't want them standing outside in the rain.
1: That's nice.
0: So, actually that's not true. I don't care if they stand outside in the rain. Uh, I don't want them to go to <laughs> child watch and then I have to pay like 30 bucks every 10 minutes yeah. because of COVID, right? That's what it is now. Uh, my kids, my kids' school uh, doesn't even have uh, a child watch after uh, school daycare anymore. Well, they do, but you have to sign up for it. And if you don't sign up for it, and they're forced to take your kids, they charge you like fifty bucks an hour per kid because of, yeah. of COVID. Yeah,
1: because
0: of COVID. Steep. Hey, so it's like, hey, hold on, wait, hey, uh, Pastor Goodman, remember yeah. uh, last yeah. year around this time? Yeah. Um. When you said, "Yeah, uh, uh, COVID's gonna be over," and like, <laughs> I don't know, by Easter, I think uh, we'll be just fine. He meant
1: Easter there. this year. He meant uh, he meant Easter this
0: Easters, year. Anyway, uh,
1: yeah, he meant he meant some Easter in the future.
0: Eastern Orthodox Easter, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is just a week later, so that doesn't that doesn't uh, work either.
1: <laughs> Lord have
0: mercy. <laughs> so the Day of Atonement. Uh, Leviticus chapter sixteen starts off uh, with the Lord speaking to Moses uh, after the death of Aaron's sons. Um, and two sons, both two, of them. Yes, which and they were both uh, they were both priests. If you want to find out why they died, uh, just read uh, Leviticus chapter ten. That'll explain to you why uh, Abihu and Nadab, I believe, is are their names. Why they both died. And it's interesting. I think we have to spend just a little bit of time on this too. Not too much. But um, they died during the first divine service. And I think we might have touched upon this last time. But so if you read Leviticus and you're taking it not just as uh, the way in which uh, the Lord is speaking to, you know, Moses and Aaron and saying, here, we're going to set up a sacrificial system. But also you do see in, in different ways. Chapters where the uh, the consecration of Aaron as priest actually happens and uh, the setting up of the, the literal first divine service takes place and the ordination of all the other priests and all of that sort of stuff. We actually do get to see that in like chapter 8, 9, 10 and stuff, I think. Um, and then here in chapter 16 as well, uh, it's not just saying, hey, this is how you're going to do things, but you, you also get to see it actually uh, taking place. So during the first divine service, you had, uh, you had Aaron's sons uh, who were struck down by God uh, in the midst of the, the divine service. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody asked me, why did God strike down Aaron's sons? why did they uh, i'm sorry it feels like a really bad joke
2: coming i'm afraid to now what <laughs> no, no no how joke. struck down no were they um <laughs> <laughs> they were so struck
0: down it's funny because they died the reason oh. for this is uh they actually take they actually take some incense uh and some coals that were not from the uh the altar of offering right the the sacrificial altar where you burn up the fat of the animals Uh, Mm -hmm. that god had actually lit so when you read earlier and i I can't remember exactly where it is but leviticus maybe nine eight nine ten god actually lights the first fire uh for the altar of sacrifice and it's that fire that continues to go so the priest will continue to keep that fire burning perpetually so it's the same fire well what like the
1: eternity candle of of
0: Yes, it's like those wonderful eternity candles that always go out for me because they don't last seven days. And I think this is a trick. Is yours electric or is yours real? Oh, no. I don't. I didn't use electric. That's silly. Do you use
2: electric? It would be unlicensed. I feel like that would go bad.
0: <laughs> no, uh, we use the real flickering ones. Yeah, the real flames. But... This was this was exactly what the, the fire was, um, and so uh, Nadab and Abihu are going to take the uh, some incense and offer it uh, this this pleasing uh, aroma to the Lord. Uh, but they burn the incense with uh, with fire that does not or coals that doesn't come from that uh, from that fire, the fire on the altar meaning it's unconsecrated fire basically so they're offering something that is not uh has not been sanctified has not been made holy by God himself because it hasn't come from God and then they're trying to offer this up to the Lord which speaks exactly to what uh is and what is not worship right uh the the fact that they were trying to add their own New th- sorry go ahead you No, this say makes something.
2: me uncomfortable because you call this the first divine service and so what happened was the first contemporary worship <laughs>
0: um like in all seasons uh i have not uttered those words uh against contemporary worship but uh please explain what do you mean no Esh- you said God? it this is your this is your cookie to hold now
2: I never said it was contemporary worship. No, you, you said did. it was divine Bring service. It on. This is the first time they changed the divine yeah, service. Yeah,
1: explain, explain, How explain. why don't you take a, a moment first? and explain yeah. what is divine service? Like, this, yeah, why don't you service back service because yeah. Th- yeah, yeah, let's we back up the We
0: started at the truck. beginning of the last time. That's my whole point. We don't need to have to start at the beginning. You Again, people are going to get talk bored to me and like I'm out. a
1: kindergartner. So...
0: Listen to our last podcast. I
1: did, but I want you to tell me why this is the first divine service and and why is it a divine service?
0: This is the first divine service because as in divine service, this is where God is actually uh, delivering the forgiveness of sins through the word and sacrament, if you will, way in which he is actually set up. So in the book of Leviticus, he's setting up the uh, the tabernacle and the whole sacrificial system in which people will offer burnt offerings and sin offerings and grain offerings and peace offerings and receive all of this stuff, forgiveness of sins, holiness, sanctification, peace with God and man, uh, from God, yeah. from the sacrifices that he's actually set up and ordained. So this is the beautiful thing, again, about uh, the book of Leviticus is, we we hear the uh, the book of leviticus and we think all of these laws and rules and regulations are bad um mm-hmm. and and are so very restricting right and so uh, our initial reaction is we want to do it our own way that's what uh, nadab and abihu did
2: I don't know uh, that that's whole... necessarily a fair thing. I, I, I would actually take a more positive connotation that uh, native and Abihu actually love the Lord. Like, they don't go begrudgingly. They go eagerly to the altar of the Lord. It's just they bring something of their own works. Uh, and, and their own works actually are not... Uh, profitable for the forgiveness of sins. Their own works are, in fact, not even profitable to stand before the Lord. The problem with with worship, and, and this is this is absolutely not a question of instrumentation. This is not a question of pipe organ versus guitar. But this is a question of, is, is worship primarily about receiving good gifts from God, or is worship primarily built around something that you do for him? And the idea that we would do something for God is the definition of a, a, a modern worship. This is worship post-fall. In fact, this is where all worship it's veered uh, into as soon as sin enters into creation. We grab hold of a good gift God gives us and we say, all right, but how can I use this for me instead of just how can I receive this from you?
0: No, absolutely. I, I, I don't think that they were going uh, going there begrudgingly. I don't think that they were going there even as much as uh, uh, like Aaron, uh, their father, did at the, uh, at the foot of Mount Sinai. Uh, yeah. Casting up a, a a golden calf, right? A false god. That think... seems
1: like a bigger deal to me than bringing, like bringing your own stuff. You know what I mean? That's that 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 that's kind of hard to hard to see from this time in history and go, well, wow. The thing, like...
0: the, the thing is, there was a holy place there too, right? Mm-hmm. At the foot of the mountain, there was a holy place where God was residing, and that was on the mountain, right? Mm-hmm. And so God said, "Don't come on the mountain, or else you're mm-hmm. gonna die." Mm-hmm. right the only person who can come up here right now is Moses so there was this there was this holy place so if anybody if 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 uh Aaron would have uh, started walking up the mountain he would have he would yeah. die so right. it's the same sort of thing with this tabernacle God has set up this place of divine worship where he's going to give his good gifts and uh Aaron's sons uh try and offer up their own that's, that's basically what's going on here. So they're taking the divine service where good gifts are being given, the forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation are actually being given out. The cross is actually back in time and space, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, uh, back in time and space to the people being given out there for them to receive. And then uh, Nadab and Abihu, uh, they go ahead and say, okay, good, 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 good. We're gonna, uh, We're going to make this even better we're going to bring so, our own incense and we're going to bring our own fire and we're going to offer this okay. up to
1: God. Okay. So so let me just see if I can state this correctly and understand it. God with this this divine service is setting up good order. He's setting up the way in which we are to receive his gifts. Um and wh- where and how um and how that's accomplished. He's setting that up for us. He's kind of he, he's kind of setting up the order for us. Absolutely. And the, and the issue and the issue with Aaron's sons are that they want to do it their own way. They're, they're going to do it a different way. They're saying, no, that I can, I can, I can do better or I can, I can do it myself. And, and that's kind of the, that's kind of the issue. That's why they messed it up. I think so.
0: Okay. Right. I mean, if we want to make it, if we want to, uh, make it, uh, if we want to uh, simplify it all, I think you did a very good job summarizing it. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Okay. It's, it's uh, God sets up his gifts uh, and so that we can know, right? Uh, he sets up everything in Leviticus, not so that uh, if you do uh, these 10 steps and you do them correctly, hopefully you'll be able to earn your salvation or earn mm-hmm. forgiveness. It's no, 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 no. I'm going to tell you uh, how to do this, where to be, what to wear, right? All of this mm-hmm. sort of stuff, what to sacrifice so that you can be sure you receive forgiveness of sins. Why? Because I said you would. When mm-hmm. this happens, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, uh, and this is what sinners always do, and we don't have to dive down this uh, this rabbit hole, but but we're gonna. When sinners take uh, a worship into their own hands, it always leads to I'm bringing something of my own, or especially in the Old Testament when it was sacrifice stuff, right? If, yeah. if one bull is good, two bulls is better. And if two bulls is better, I'm eventually going to get to the point where, like some yeah. kings of Israel and Judah, uh, we're offering up our kids. Ugh. And not even to Yahweh anymore, right? Now now yeah. we're just offering up our kids to Molech. Because yeah. why not? Molech's there. Let's worship to Molech as well as Yahweh. And we're going to defeat our enemies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So... This is, this is the danger uh, that we all get to uh, when we're trying to be the actors, um, the the active uh, people in worship. We're trying to let's run the, when we
1: try to run the verbs rather yeah, than just, the way God tells us to. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. We're receiver. We're receiving like an infant. Yes. Basically. Yes. Yeah. We can't do anything for ourselves. That's right. Okay. I get it. That makes sense. Good. Good job. Good job,
0: Misha. Pastor Goodman, did you
2: have anything you wanted to add to that? No, actually, I mean, this is one of those things that uh, if you understand this this distinction, um, or or if you're willing to receive this distinction, it it changes a lot of the stories that we've told throughout the Old Testament. Uh, I I think probably my favorite would be Cain and Abel uh, in this particular situation. Everybody always sort of picks at Cain and tries to figure out why it is that his sacrifice was not... uh, well received by God, not pleasing to God as opposed to Because he was to, a vegetarian. As opposed to Abe. I don't think he was a vegetarian. I think he was just a farmer. Um but that's just it. He was he was a farmer. Uh so everybody dives into to Cain and says, well and we bring all of our own theology into it and we read it into the text because it's just sort of left there. And so uh everybody does it by works. Well Cain Cain didn't actually give the best vegetables where while well, Abel did, except it doesn't say that. Or or Cain didn't really he, his heart wasn't in it. He did it begrudgingly, but Abel loved it, and, and that's not in there. Uh, or, or or that uh, Cain uh, was just reprobate, and he could never be saved because of double predestination, which isn't in the Bible. That's uh, the one. And, and, and yeah. well, that's also not in there. Or maybe there's this thing that happens all the way through Scripture all the time, that God actually has established an order through which he will forgive sins, and it has always, always, always been through the shedding of blood, that blood covers sin in fact there's a verse in hebrews that that just says that there can be no forgiveness of sins without the shedding of blood uh what if cain did give the very best of his fruits and he tried his very best and his heart was in it but as it turns out we as as poor miserable sinners all of us are incapable of saving ourselves by our works which sounds like what we actually believe in so cain's sacrifice was not pleasing to god simply because he tried to do it himself as opposed to simply sacrificed an animal which has always been the way that god has received sacrifices and yes i realize it doesn't say that uh they had to sacrifice animals there either but it's always been that way and jesus christ is the same yesterday today and forever uh god is unchanging in this in fact all of the old testament sacrifices point forward to uh the lamb of god that takes away the sin of the world a a a scapegoat if we wanted to sort of segue back into Leviticus 16 tag your it go
0: was that a segue back to uh, Leviticus 16? Is that what that was?
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: Okay. Sounds like so, it to uh, me. So I don't think that's... No, I think that's how it always was. And you said... Uh, I, I'm segueing uh, it, it earlier in Genesis. Uh, you had said uh, that, yeah, they didn't uh, specifically say the sacrifice of animals is what's important. And you don't get the, the verse in, uh, until Hebrews that it's the shedding of blood and all of this sort of stuff. Um but I think, you, I think you do have proof of this. And you spoke about it in uh, your first episode of this season or our first episode of this season <clears throat> where we talked about the fall and we talked about the way in which uh, God covered shame and nakedness of Adam and Eve mm-hmm. was with the shedding of blood. It happened right there. And, and they then were clothed not in fig leaves of their own making, but in animal skins.
1: So I want to back up to the Cain and Abel thing, because um, having probably, when I learned the Old Testament and looking at those stories, you know, I kind of, we can't help but kind of apply what we think is the lesson to ourselves, right? That, you know, Cain's offering stunk, Abel's didn't. I'm um, I, when I i not very good at tithing to God or giving to God. Or, I mean, so I look at that and I go, wow, I kind of deserve what what Cain got. Um, But that's kind of failing to see the whole picture, isn't it? Um, I mean,
2: we always tend to do this with the Old Testament stories, though. We we take what we want to believe and then we read into it. And so in the same way, if we we want uh, works to be the thing that saves us, well, then Abraham is clearly a mighty man of God who is uh, always, always righteous, not by faith, but by works. Just ignore all of the verses that say the author. And, and, you know, Moses was just a great role model and not a murderer and just over and over and over again um yeah. yeah
1: yeah and Aaron wasn't a Baal worshiper or anything yeah
2: look for Jesus yeah. in the old testament forgiving sinners and, and the same pattern is going to be told over and over again uh this is what actually makes the old testament such a joy uh is that well you'll miss it uh, if you search the scriptures looking for eternal life in your own works but if you search the scriptures uh they'll testify of Christ which I think he says in John chapter 5
1: yeah. Well, I'll despair if I look at that Cain and Abel story and try to compare my behavior. I mean, that's not gonna give me any any comfort. That's gonna make me despair of my own good works and ability to do anything, which is pretty bad.
0: Just don't give radishes to God.
1: Don't no radishes to God?
0: He doesn't okay. like radishes. Nobody likes radishes. Okay. Radishes
2: are a product of the radishes,
0: fall. Radishes. Uh, I actually, love radishes. If you, if you look, if you look, yeah, if you look in the actual uh, uh, original Hebrew of it, um, it's thorns and radishes. Um, we translate it thistles, um, but it's thorns and radishes.
2: What do you do with a thistle?
0: I don't know, because it's not thistles; it's radish.
2: What do you do with a radish? Ruin a salad. <laughs>
0: That's right. May God hate you, because you offer it back to Him.
2: I'm
1: gonna bring you radishes when i see you
0: next a radish <laughs> bouquet awful anyway so uh yep. so this is uh we've gotten through uh verse one of uh, leviticus chapter 16
2: sounds about right <laughs> it's gonna be like an and, eight-part uh,
0: episode that nobody's going to this... <laughs> no 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 we're gonna get through this I'll, I'll, Erica I'll just, just can't get through it. all of this if you guys uh yeah i'll just breathe all through. yeah here we go so um hmm the whole reason uh, that, uh, or the beginning part of this is God is setting up this, this day of atonement. And it's, now it's going to be a yearly thing. Because uh, oddly enough, and this is the beautiful part of it. Uh, he'll say in verse 2 to Moses, right? Say this to Aaron. Uh, Aaron, listen up. Uh, there's a, a holy of holy place inside the holy place of the tabernacle. Uh, you can't go in there whenever you want to. And I'm going to tell you exactly how to do this, right? Because your sons literally just died a couple days ago uh, because they didn't pay attention to all of this. Mm -hmm. Because they wanted to think that worship was their own thing and they could make it up on the fly and they could do whatever they wanted. No, no, no. This is a specific thing. I'm giving you the forgiveness of sins. I'm giving you life and salvation. Please just trust me. Believe. Receive. These things, right? And so he sets up. This is the Day of Atonement. Oddly enough, now the Day of Atonement, and I, tr- I do believe this is the case, and it, it's kicked off by the, uh, uh, the um, death, uh, false worship, and death of Aaron's sons. Is now even uh, the Day of Atonement does two things it, it gives forgiveness of sins to the people uh, for all the sins that all of the other sacrifices earlier in the book of Leviticus don't cover. But it also cleanses the tabernacle from the very fact that uh, the Israelites going in there is, as good as they're trying to be, especially. And we're even talking about the priests and the Levites and the high priests, mm-hmm. as good as they are trying to be. And uh, they're going through all of these ritual uh, uh, burnt offerings to make them uh, sanctified so that they can then offer the, the sin offerings for the sins of the people and all of this sort of stuff they are still in their fallen flesh tainting this holy ground of god they they can't they can't bring a holiness of themselves to the tabernacle even when they're doing everything like they're supposed to do
1: it has to be imputed to them right it has to be exactly. given to them somehow which,
0: which should say something i mean to us the very fact that we've got uh, this the tabernacle that needs to be cleansed because the unholiness of the people are coming into contact with it. That should say something. It should say something of, wow, it is all God doing this for us. And you've so then you've got the the burnt offerings which are cleansing the things. You've got the Day of Atonement where now you've got. Uh, uh, Aaron and I'm gonna I'm not gonna talk about uh, the ram and the bull that Aaron uh, mm-hmm. uh, sacrifices for his own self. I'm just gonna be yeah. talking about the two different goats that he sacrifices for the for the people. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, now Aaron is actually bringing uh, uh, these uh, two goats. He sacrifices, slaughters the the first one, collects the blood, and then he brings that into. Uh, the Holy of Holies. After he does a number of different things, one is which he has to uh, uh, put incense there so it covers the cloud so that the mercy seat is covered where God is actually residing. Uh, he's also got to put on special vestments. So there are priestly vestments and then there are Day of Atonement vestments as well.
2: So mm-hmm. he's putting
0: on this Day of Atonement vestments and then he goes in there and he brings this uh, this blood and oddly enough, he, he will uh, sprinkle it on the mercy seat, but then he'll also take it out. So when he sprinkles it on the mercy seat, he is act, this blood is actually being sanctified by God. And this is, this is uh, the blood for the sin offering, uh, for the people, right? And so this is a sanctified uh, blood that he then takes out. Uh, and he puts it on the altar, the horns of the altar of sacrifice outside of the tent of meeting, right And now uh, because he is uh, now because he is actually uh, done this sanctifying of, of everything because <laughs> God has made it holy, uh, now he can offer up the sacrifices, the fat portions of the uh, the burnt offering, the fat portions of the sin offering, so these can be pleasing aromas to God. So it's amazing that we actually see that God sets up this this system in which he's the one who's making things holy. He's the one who's setting up the sacrifices. He's the one who's saying, do all of this and, and do this because I'm saying it, because I'm the one doing it. In this way, I will give myself to you. And he fulfills it all. I'll keep going with the uh, with the scapegoat in a second. Well, I, I well just can, I to ask, can I ask? Can I stop yeah. you
1: here? Um, can you? I mean, you're you're saying some things that are familiar to me in my own design divine service, right? And so I'm seeing some correlation there. One of them being, you keep. I mean, is the Sanctus like? Can you tie that to kind of the modern like what we do now and what happens in the service now that is similar to? Back then when God is establishing this, like you're talking about he brings it out and the, the people are sanctified. Um, we do that as well. When do we do that in our divine service, right?
0: Harrison, do you want to run with this? I've just been talking for like five yeah, seconds.
1: Yeah, yeah, Goodman. Quit, he's in. being lazy today. Let's grab
0: him. I did the
2: Cana exactly. Abel thing. Uh, this, I was letting you have a show. All right, so divine service uh, it, for us, it, it is not a, a, a chance to tell God how much we love him or how great things are. It's a chance for him to give us good gifts, namely forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation, a place uh, that, that he has laid aside and he has tied uh, specific things to the, this salvation. So again, we can know that we have them uh, because here in the New Testament, we have a curse that they don't have in the Old Testament. Uh, it, it, it's, it's not a helpful thing. I, I truly believe this. See, in, in the Old Testament, uh, if, if you leave the faith and you rebel against God, there's fire to prove that it's a bad idea in the new Testament, these things happen spiritually. And so people will curse God and run from him all the while saying, well, if this were a problem, well, clearly I'd be on fire, so that's not wrong. Now, that doesn't mean that God has abandoned us. It means all the more that he's seeking us in mercy. But God works in the divine service through these means to address our conscience because I'm a sinner. And when I go into church, I bring my sins with me. And then he tells me my sins are forgiven. And I go back out of church and I'm still a sinner. And I said, did it work? And so he ties mm-hmm. his mercy to specific things means uh, of grace if you want fancy language for it uh, like baptism like the lord's supper like his word uh, given in sermons given an absolution that i might know he joined his word to this and i wear his word that forgives my sins in my baptism i ate and drank his word that forgives my sins in the sacrament everything that goes on in the divine service it's to point to this stuff The whole point of of all of the the stuff inside of the liturgy is to point to which God has commanded that we receive. Because he doesn't actually command in the scriptures that we sing the sanctus, uh, which, by the way, sounds Mm -hmm. like holy, 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 Holy. Lord Mm -hmm. God of Sabbath. This was an angel song. This was what mm-hmm. Isaiah heard as he stood before the real presence of the Lord, and he freaked out. Uh, and most of the time, my we sing and my kids are just happy because it means church is almost over. Uh, when, when we have yeah. this, it's to point to what's happening. It's not just that church is almost over. It's that God is truly, physically, and meaningfully present here for you. And so the Sanctus points to that which God has commanded. If you don't sing the Sanctus, there can still be communion but you might miss it. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to point because, mm-hmm. well, I understand what it looks like when I held up uh, a, a it pressed flour and water that I'm calling bread uh, while wearing uh, what I call a chas-able. Um, But it, it looks like a funny looking guy in a dress holding up a cracker. And does. you can look at this and say, I don't get it. And so mm-hmm. we sing these things. We tell these stories. We always point to where God is working so that again, we can be certain. Because you're right, I would personally prefer the pillar of cloud and fire because then I can say, I'm sure God is working now. Uh, but then again, people saw it and whined the whole 40 years and rebelled, and they didn't listen any better. It's almost like sin, sinner's going to sin no matter what. And God in his mercy by his word calls us to faith. And so the, the word uh, put to, to music in case of the Sanctus, the word joined to, to um element and making sacrament that is what keeps the church and always has what's going on in, in the temple that, that we're doing today it's pointing to not just that which which god would want the people to know but to receive you're, you're holding up a finger are you testing the wind i am okay
0: yeah yes. it means shut it <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's bossy when you let him take the lead
0: wow. no 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 uh no i wanted i, I wanted to uh say something uh, uh comment on something that you had said right you you, you wear the chosable um and chasuble, yeah, it looks like a poncho. It looks like another frilly thing that you're putting on top of the the pastor. Um, but it's interesting too because uh, and and certain pastors will wear it at certain times uh, somewhere throughout the whole divine service. I've seen some wear it uh, only after uh, right when they're starting the service yeah. of uh, yeah. the sacrament, right? Um, which kind of then alludes to and speaks to this Day of Atonement as well, mm. because we've got priests. Uh, in uh, the Old Testament who have their Mm -hmm. vestments on for the regular type stuff. And then the high priest puts on special Day of Atonement, right? Day of Atonement vestment. In the same way that uh, pastors will wear uh, the regular vestments. And then when we're moving into the service of the sacrament... Uh, some pastors will actually don a, a chasuble as well. Mm-hmm. Kind of mm-hmm. uh, so that visually we can see, oh my goodness, we're we're moving into something very special here.
1: Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. So if if um so if I'm understanding correctly, we're some of these are throw back or throw back to this original day of atonement, the way God has set up his divine service. Do we like? have to have the chasuble and those things or or we don't have the lord supper or is it like can you can you break that down for me a little bit like cuz some churches i've seen you have the chasuble S- some folks don't
0: no of, of course not uh, uh vestments are are all uh things that uh are neither commanded uh nor um uh, uh what's the other word forbidden, forbidden. there it is uh yeah, for is. us in the new testament
2: right okay. um But our confessions say we defend their use, though.
0: Well, well, I was going to get to that because uh, I think we talked about this in in regards to uh, audiophra in our first season, right? (laughs) Just because things are audiophra doesn't necessarily mean that uh, we shouldn't use them. Because if they're actually good and helpful and beneficial to point forward to something, to to help us understand something better, um, then we we probably shouldn't just willy-nilly do away with them. Does that mean we need to be legalistic and say that uh, if you don't have a chasuble, you don't have uh, Christ in body and blood? Absolutely not. No, but I
2: think it's a way to point. I- again, the the whole point of exactly. all, they-, they point to what's going on. The man is so unimportant that we dress him up like the table that the communion is on. But what's going on at that table is special. Um, yeah, right. And-, yeah. and so look at the table. Don't look at the man's sin. Look at yeah. the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hmm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I
2: also have a question. Mm. How dare you?
0: <laughs> how, how
2: dare I what? That was a question. Oh. Okay.
0: <laughs> that's it. You can keep going now. Okay. okay, fair enough. I don't know exactly what that was in reference to. It could be about a lot of things.
1: Uh, so I think that's the point.
0: I, I think that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... uh the odd thing about, and you only see this, um, you only see this in the Day of Atonement, uh, is uh, you've got a second goat. And uh, before before uh, Aaron actually, or the high priest, uh, offers the burnt offerings and the and this, uh, sin offerings... Uh, he takes his hands, uh, standing in the stead of Israel, right? He's standing uh, as Israel here, and he takes his hands. He places them on this goat that—and we're not going to get into what the name means and all of this sort of stuff, blah, 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 but because we don't have time for that. Um, but he places it on this scapegoat, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. and he confesses the sins of the people and places it on the head of the scapegoat. And then somebody takes the scapegoat and leads them out into the wilderness. So the sins are taken away from the people and left out there in the wilderness forever. That's the whole idea, the whole point of this scapegoat. So that once a year, the entire sins of the entire nation of Israel are placed on the scapegoat. And then the people can actually visually see their sins leaving the camp and going out into the wilderness... Forever, never to be brought back uh, upon them. And then they receive the, uh, the, the forgiveness of their sins and, and all of this. So it's, it's a beautiful way in which not only do they see the representation of, but it literally does this. Because mm-hmm. this is how God commanded that he was going to actually bring his cross back in time and space. Pastor Goodman was talking about how we know that we receive forgiveness of sins because God has commanded us to receive it in word and sacrament. In the very same—so we're receiving Jesus and his cross in in forward, right? Mm-hmm. 2,000 years after he actually uh, died on the cross— We actually receive his cross and his forgiveness of sins. What he won on the cross, we receive it in time and space. The very same thing happens for the uh, Old Testament and the Israelites. What Jesus won on the cross, they receive backwards in time and space. They're receiving it through the things of the tabernacle. They're receiving it through the things of sacrifice. They're receiving it through the things of the Day of Atonement. Now, how do we see Jesus in this, I think, specifically? Not just uh, okay. He's the sacrifice, obviously, because he goes to the cross, and we all understand this. And John and he's our Baptist, scapegoat. He's, but yeah. he is our scapegoat, and we see this in a in a in a very literal way. Not just that okay, he's got the sins of the world placed upon himself, and and John the Baptist will say in the Gospel of John, "Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world." All of this is there for us to see. Well, not to see for us to hear, right? Which is all true and real, uh, but I think in a very, in a very real way, this takes place uh, in Jesus' baptism. <laughs> that Jesus actually uh, becomes the sca- the fulfillment of the scapegoat in his baptism, because you sit there and you say, "Why in the world did he need to be baptized?" Right? Baptism is the f- forgiveness of sins. Uh, and were buried into the death and resurrection of Jesus. Uh, even back then, John's baptism was for repentance unto the forgiveness of sins. And you're like, Jesus doesn't need that. And John the Baptist says, Jesus, I need to be baptized by you. And Jesus says, no, we must do this to fulfill all righteousness. And I think there's a twofold thing that's happening in Jesus' baptism. Not only is this the place where he's being anointed as the Messiah, as we see the Holy Spirit come upon uh, come upon Jesus there. And, and throughout Scripture, when the Holy Spirit comes upon individuals in this sort of way, it's, it's actually anointing them, placing them into offices. Mm-hmm. So we'll see this in uh, Pentecost. We'll see this with prophets, right, uh, that they're being placed into these offices. Well, this most important office of the anointing of the Messiah, we, we see this visually taking place uh, for all the world to see. Uh, at Jesus baptism so that certainly takes place there as well but I think also to fulfill all righteousness this is I think this is Jesus getting into uh this uh this dirty water baptism
1: like all our sins come off of us in that water and he gets them all on
0: him I think I think it's Jesus being being baptized into our sin exactly
1: so it's a reverse baptism for him kind of precisely yeah,
2: okay. Precisely. Right. The the cross is a work it's a reversal too though. The whole ministry of Jesus is a reversal. Right? He he takes it's our fine. sins, we get his righteousness.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right.
1: And the anointing piece, God comes and says something during his his baptism. He 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 talks. Right? He said this is this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Yep.
0: My only beloved son with Yeah, exactly. Um, we also see this, when we see the, the baptism of Jesus in, in movies, or we think about it, we usually think about Matthew's version, right? Because it looks all peaceful and calm. And you hear the language of, uh, the heavens opening right in the, and we almost see like a, a dove f- flittering down and landing on Jesus. And you got this ray of light coming down upon him and it's so beautiful and tranquil. Mark describes it a little bit different, where he describes that the heavens are ripped asunder. Right? They're just torn open. Uh, and he uses the same language, uh, uh, torn, ripped asunder, uh, to describe at Jesus' death uh, the curtain between the holy place and the holy, the holy of holy, holies. holies. Yeah. So that veil is ripped and in, in, uh, torn asunder, right? So in this uh, baptism of Jesus, we do see that uh, uh, the heavens are torn asunder, ripped apart uh, from top to bottom, uh, and then uh, the language that is used, the Holy Spirit doesn't lead him out into the wilderness as uh, Luke says and how Matthew says it, mm-hmm. uh, but instead it is uh, it is the Holy Spirit drives him, throws him out into the wilderness which is a much more violent sort of thing. Uh, and that's not to say that both aren't happening at the same exact time. This is the beauty of uh, the way in which our Lord can work and uh, accomplish things. Um, but not only is he led out in, there into the wilderness, uh, like uh, like Israel was uh, by, uh, by Yahweh in the Old Testament, um, but he's driven out there uh, like scapegoats were in the Old Testament as well both and are taking place. That's an awesome connection. I never made that before,
2: but it's brilliant.
1: That's that is cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's point again, God's pointing us to the cross, pointing us to the future, pointing us to the the all encompassing atonement that Jesus provides.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and I it was wonderful that you said the word atonement because this is the day of atonement right that's what's happening in the old testament fulfilled in christ and we get to see we get to see this the book of hebrews speaks about this right um that uh after jesus it's done the temple the tabernacle the sacrificial system everything's done it's over we get to see this at jesus death with the, the with the uh tearing apart of the the curtain there's no divide between us and and god anymore it's done it's over with
1: Almost like he had a plan before the beginning even.
0: Almost. And you know the best the best way to receive that plan? Yeah. Add our own stuff into worship.
1: <laughs> you did not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> bring bring some of your own coals and your own incense and say, God, as cool as all your stuff is, take a whiff of this.
1: I can do you one better.
0: Oh, we're dumb. (laughs) We, yeah, we. Yeah, sinners are dumb.
1: That's true. That uh, true story. Yeah,
0: sinners are dumb. All right. You know what this felt like? What did it feel like? Uh, You know, back when you were watching TGIF, (laughs) uh, back in the uh, the late eighties, right? Um, Uh huh. And uh, early nineties too, right? I guess I can't remember when TGIF. I'm gonna have to look. With Full House, uh, mm-hmm. Family Matters, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Perfect Strangers. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh, and then what was the fourth one? Sabrina originally? the Teenage Witch. Uh, nobody ever watched it. I did. Right? I
2: don't know what you're talking about.
0: Which one was it? Sabrina the Teenage Witch. No, that, was, that wasn't that was the original. Stop it.
2: I wasn't alive Ugh. for the original. Millennial.
0: <laughs> Millennial. So anyways. Uh, I remember the, worst, the restaurant. The worst that This felt like, uh, you know, on Family Matters when... Uh, when uh, Urkelbot, right, became evil, and he had to uh, 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 take out Laura and and Urkel, uh, mm-hmm. Steve, right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you, you're sitting there, and you're and you're a kid, and you're like, ah, it's almost seven thirty. There's no way they're gonna get out of it by now. Uh, time's running out. And then mm-hmm. they stop, and they have this uh, "to be continued," mm-hmm. right. And then you're like, oh, are you serious? I have to wait until next week to find out how uh, Steve Urkel is going to shut down the Urkelbot? I don't even want to tune in. And then he just stopped. So nobody listened to this episode. That's how this felt.
2: But with but with Jesus.
0: Wow. All right. That's all I got. I need, yeah.
1: I need an Urkelbot to do chores for me.
0: It would That'd turn awesome. evil, though. Remember? This,
2: they always turn it evil. It would. Well, that's
1: true. And then they take over the like the world terminator
2: it's a confession of human nature cybernet steve urkel yeah skynet
1: skynet thank you i knew that didn't sound right i knew you i knew you <laughs>
0: i'm done i got nothing left